What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 550th. That's a big number. 550. That's a big number. We're not doing nothing for it. So just get over it. Big number. Welcome to the Big Number Podcast. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Greg. Hello. I am here. It is cold, but not in this room, which is why I'm wearing a t-shirt instead of the 18 layers I was wearing. It is roasting up here. (laughs) It is freezing in my house, but uh, Hannah, how is the room temperature where you are? Room temperature is good. I had a heater on for about 30 minutes before we started recording so that it would not be too cold in the basement where I am at the moment. I like how it's gonna get colder. I like how Hannah's in a different room every episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's a thing. It's gonna be a new location. Eventually, we just have to get a green screen and be like, it's Paris, <laughs> Mars. I have one more big move sometime this year, and then I think that'll be it. There are a couple different different locations in this house, but then after this, I have one more big move, <laughs> and then that'll be it. I think. I'm excited for the bathroom podcast. <laughs> oh no. Got real great acoustics in there. You get mm-hmm. everything done. One Tune stop in next shop. week to see where Hannah is. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it outside one time. Oh, yeah, there we go. Park. <laughs> okay, so we have probably two of the weirdest news articles this week. Uh, one is regarding uh, fish, and the other is uh, regarding Pokemon Sleep. Which is, you know, weird at this point, but you, we, we'll take what we can get. Also going to talk about Greninja. Also, Comfey is coming to Unite. Um, so I'm sure Greg is... Oh, there. boy. Yeah, we'll get, <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get there. Boy. Let's, uh, let's just kick off with the Pokemon Sleep. Now, this is off PokemonGoHub.net. They do a lot of Pokemon Go news, and you're probably like, why would Pokemon Go websites report on this um it's because pretty much all of the pokemon sleep stuff we've gotten so far has been through updates in pokemon go just little hints in the data mines yeah i can't remember the last time we reported on this uh i think it was maybe five or six months ago where pokemon go got like two decent updates where there was new sleep stuff added to whatever sleep is supposed to do with Pokemon Go. I don't think anyone knows what it's supposed to do, but there Although this new news gives us maybe a hint. Uh maybe. yeah, yeah. Um I have some statistics for y'all just uh, when we get there. There is a new patent. Um first off, pokemonsleep.com was redirecting to a patent application within the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Uh, the patent was called Gamification of Health Awareness Based on Sleep Patterns, with the applicant being the Pokemon company Tok- Tokyo Japan. Uh, the patent's date was November 17th, 2022, which means that this wasn't like a patent from 2020, right? <laughs> it's a r- relatively new patent. The abstract patent picture here is a user breeds a virtual life form by practicing good sleep habits. Then stay. I'm assuming that's an egg, uh, and then stays motivated towards practicing good sleep habits while enjoying breeding the virtual life form. A game's server manages progress of breeding the game's virtual life form. The game server includes circuitry configured to acquire sleep data that at least includes a sleep pattern, indicating a bedtime, a wake-up time for the user. 
uh, stores the user's sleep data as sleep history and updates the breeding game based on the sleep pattern of history. And there's like pictures of Pikachu. <laughs> but, it, but it's like a patent, so they use like Pikachu. very generic terms like character, monster, creature. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I don't, I don't know a lot about patents here. They they have like the patent uh, background, the solution to the problem, the the then that, that's I mean they they say their their article here on pokemongohub.net is is pretty lengthy for what I'm sure most people don't care about. They probably like is it coming or is it not? I think is the general consensus. <laughs> Here's my fun fact for the podcast. 90% 97% of all patents never become anything in the US. Yes, and <laughs> just saying, we've this game has been officially announced. There have been pieces of it in the data mines for Pokemon Go. I am someone who gets really, really poor sleep, and I really want this to be a thing because Pokemon might be able to help with that. Um, because Pokemon encourages me, but so I'm going to try to remain optimistic and hopeful <laughs> for <Yeah>. this game <laughs> because there continue being little things. That feel like it's still coming. Yes. The, <laughs> the way this looks, at least, I wasn't expecting as much as there is in the patent. I kind of glanced at the news and didn't click into it because I didn't expect there to be as much as there is there. Um, and the first thought that I get when I read through just the very generic terms there is that maybe... Pokemon Sleep is going to be how you breed Pokemon in Pokemon Go. Mm. Yeah, I don't know the 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 thing I wanted from Pokemon Sleep was the the Pokemon Plus Plus, which I thought that was the more exciting <laughs> announcement <laughs> out of that. So if we can if we can rewind a little bit because this was they announced Pokemon Sleep. What was that? Twenty before the pandemic, right? Yeah, right at the start or just before? No, it was long before. That early? I thought it was. It was. It was before Sword and Shield, right? No, it was before Sword and Shield, but I don't know if it was the same around the same time as Sword and Shield. I think people say 2019. I feel like it was earlier, but I think it's. I've heard 2019. It was announced May 28th, 2019. May 28th, 2019. Got it. When they when they announced it. there's a there's a bunch of Pokemon stuff that like got announced around that time that none of it came to fruition, like the Detective Pikachu sequel that was now the Detective Pikachu on the Switch. And there was somebody who works at Creatures. Creatures is the the company making Detective Pikachu that randomly tweeted like seven months ago that, yeah, we're still working on Detective Pikachu. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, take that for what it is. And then they they announced Pokemon Sleep, and then they announced the Pokemon Go Plus Plus, which in this time, you know, I've 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 heard that when they initially announced Pokemon Sleep, that they didn't even start making the game. That's what I heard from whatever sources you want to take that from. I'm not really at liberty to say, but I heard when Pokemon Sleep got announced, uh, the game wasn't even in development. But we do know who the developer is. It is Select Button. Um, they made the ever so hit, ever so famous Magikarp Jump, which f- I thought that was a fun game. I thought it was really good. <laughs> I, it was fun for the five minutes that I played it. 
Yeah. I knew a whole lot of people who don't usually play Pokemon games who picked it up. It was lighthearted and easy to just sort of jump in and jump out. It had a good frame rate, I remember. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it looked good. <laughs> so Magikarp Jump came out in May of 2017. And then there was an update in August of 2017. And that was made by Select Button, like I said. And then that was published by the Pokemon Company. So since so going back to sleep, it was announced. The plus plus was announced. Pokemon Go has had updates since then with the with whatever code is supposed to link the two together. The whole deal of the Pokemon Go Plus Plus was it was this device that worked with Pokemon Go just like your current Pokemon Go Plus worked or your current Pokeball Plus worked. But you would be able to put this under your pillow and that would be the thing that would measure sleep. So part of my speculation was the reason it was possibly delayed was delayed. And we don't know this. Maybe we will know this eventually. Um, or maybe we'll never know why it was delayed. Or maybe it was never delayed. Maybe this was the plan was to announce it and then to wait four <laughs> years to release it. Who knows? But part of my speculation of why it possibly was delayed or not here yet is because when the pandemic did happen, which obviously no one planned for, um, anything that was electronic, chips for computers, chips for cars um gadgets uh, apple tv whatever if it was a, if it turned on with a power button it got delayed because of the assembly lines in china the world the world literally yeah. everywhere <laughs> and not to throw any shade at the pokemon company but i feel like they're they're very frugal and they'll take the cheapest route so if uh if they needed to make you know thousands of these pokeball go plus pluses because the app you need you theoretically need this to put under your pillow for it to work yeah, the I think that they also said that your phone could detect it as well. You didn't need the external device. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure how that. Maybe they couldn't get that to. I uh, again don't know how it works. Right? We don't know I what. Mean, there, are, I, there are sleep apps out there that just use your phone. That's true. I used one called Sleep like, Cycle for a very long it, time. Do you have to like have it on you? Like where under do you, your you put it under your pillow? It uses the gyroscope. It uses all of the things, and it uses the microphone. It picks up all the same things that the Go Plus Plus would or will. It just uses your phone instead of the external device. Right. <laughs> but if, 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 if they want to sell these little devices. Yes, the device was the do. exciting part. They need to make millions of them. And we already know, we know this for sure, when they released the Pokeball Go Plus, the thing that, if you're watching the YouTube videos on Hannah's shirt, that thing was impossible to find for a long time. And then they made a bunch for like a second shipment. And then they just decided to stop making it for whatever reason. They were like, oh, okay, we're done making this. The other interesting thing is uh, I remember running into John Hankey when I was in Germany. And uh, I, can't, I, I, don't, I honestly don't remember which YouTuber asked. But one of the YouTubers, uh, I, it might have been Zoe Do Two Dots or, or somebody, asked John Hankey if they would make more, not make new ones, but to like make the more pokeball go pluses because there are third party ones out there which niantic does not like niantic does not like the third party stuff and the answer from john was pretty much like i personally he pretty much said like he didn't like the pokeball plus or the pokeball go plus because it didn't interact the way he wanted people to interact with go but like he also was like that's not my decision and then somebody brought up like pokemon sleep and he was like i don't also not my he's like i don't really that also not my decision, right? Like, that's a whole different game. That's a whole... Got it. 
Not, I'm honestly surprised he doesn't like it as much because this this little device is what gets me out walking to play the game more than a lot of other things in the game because there are times when I wouldn't uh, be able to be looking at my phone but I'm still able to go out and play Pokemon Go for a very long amount of time and then I end up playing the game more later as I am sorting through those Pokemon and using those Pokemon in PvP because I got good ones while I was out with my Go Plus. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really expand on why he didn't like it, yeah. right? Mm. And, and and just because the CEO doesn't like something doesn't mean that like his decision is final, right? Somebody somebody very smart at Niantic could be like, Mr. Hanky, like, we have proven that people with this device actually end up playing the game more than people without. That's why we should have it, right? Like, there's a bunch of... That's why I was like hesitant to say like because I don't want anyone to run away being like we're never getting another Pokeball Go Plus because John Hanky one time in Germany at dinner said <laughs> <laughs> it does remind me of that uh, that like that story that we we covered that as well of like somebody was like I sat on the plane next to John oh, Hanky yeah, you remember yeah. this they're like I mm-hmm. sat on the plane next to John Hanky these were the eight questions I asked. Him. <laughs> Here's here's how I annoyed this poor man on a terrible experience that called the flight. This is what I did. He tried to put in headphones, and I was like, no! You're listening to me now! So what I'm saying is, uh, level 50 will eventually come to everyone, per John Hankey on the airplane. <laughs> is The other thing I didn't really think about until I read this article, sorry, going back to the Pokemon Sleep thing, is... I follow Apple News very closely, and the the whole, the whole like sleep I would say is tied to health, right? Mm-hmm. And Apple has been very weird about not weird, but like very cautious about their health claims, uh, because if they need if they want to claim certain things, they have to get certain approval. Uh, they're very very cautious about this, and I wonder if there was some. Maybe not. Maybe sleep is maybe no one cares about sleep. But because this is related to health, I wonder if this was what was delaying things is, oh, we need certain approval if we're going to say we're going to measure sleep in the United States. That's Uh, possibly part of it. I mean, there's a lot that goes into that. Like we are gathering personal medical data because sleep, your sleep cycle, the amount of sleep you get are medical records. And so there's a lot. Not as much, I think, as there should be, but there are hoops you have to go through to be able to say, I'm collecting this, I'm storing this, but also you have to have a way of saying, I'm stripping identifiable personal data. You have to say that you are. Yeah. They don't. (laughs) They just have to say that they do. Well, you can say that you do and you can, but it doesn't make it completely detached from the person. That's the problem there. So there's a lot. Um, that has to go into collecting personal medical history. And that is, in essence, what sleep is doing. Whether or not you're like, I'm using it to help me sleep, all of these things are collecting your personal medical data. The other thing to be aware of is, on the flip side of it, is what do they plan on doing with that data? And that is something that I want to know when this comes out like what are you doing because there's no way you're not selling this to people who are you selling it to what are they using it for how are what overall things are you selling i'm intrigued in it in the fact that i do think it can help people but seeing as we have seen 
multiple companies who have done real sketchy things by collecting data on people. I I get nervous when they step into this field and I want to know exactly what they're doing before I like jump into this. More or less nervous than Pokemon Go. So Pokemon Go, I don't play as much anymore. Uh, and the one of the big things was them changing a lot of the ways that you had to be outside, changing those. But when it became much, much more clear that it's like a lot of your decisions are about how you want to track our data than how you want us to actually use your game from a consumer standpoint, I got really turned away from Pokemon Go. Um, so I generally now only play it when I know I'm not going anywhere with uh, commerce in it. Community days where I'm always at the same mall or at the park that also doesn't have commerce in it. Otherwise, I don't really open up that game. Much like I don't go to Target and I don't attach to their Wi-Fi anymore. Like, There's a lot of things that I've just stopped doing as they have slid, especially post-pandemic. The, the high-ranking bar, they just keep sliding it down. It was just that um, uh, Home Depot scandal where yep. if you were like, yep. they'll ask you for your, your email for your receipt, which for me is, I would rather not print the paper. Uh, I like organizing my email. And then we just found out that Home Depot was just selling all of our emails to everyone. Yeah, And I stopped doing it for a lot of reasons. One of them was like, I didn't do anything with the receipt anyways. If you're just going to let me come in and leave, I don't, the only thing that it helps me is coming back to return it. Yeah. And the the bad thing about that is that's how they sort of get you into the habit of giving them your information. Is if this is broken, you need to return it. Well, you need to prove that you purchase it from us, which is why I pretty much now stick to paper receipts. Just like, just give me the receipt. Like, if this is how we're gonna be, I I'm also gonna make you cost money. I'm gonna charge you as well because that costs you money and you want you want the cheap way of doing things and i'm not about that life anymore much like i don't like getting e-bills anymore i'm like nope you're a bad company so you get to pay the 50 cents to send me letters because i know that costs you money and this is my revenge for being horrible i think that's a great question greg of like what do they want to do with the sleep data the only thing i can think of which is still very powerful is companies want to be on your home screen of your phone there was a there was a huge study um a couple years back of like which apps make it to your actual like home screen or your iphone or your or your android phone right like facebook is up there twitter is up there instagram is up there whatsapp like that is that is a a company's dream is to be on your homepage because if you're on the homepage, it's something crazy. It's like 80% more likely to open on a daily basis if you are on the homepage versus if you're on page two. It's like a 80 is probably not accurate, but like the study had the exact numbers of like there's a huge difference of being on page one and page two. Um, or there's a huge difference of being on page one in a folder versus page being in page one. But so if if you're making an app that is that is you know ideally the last app you're supposed to check before you go to bed that's powerful and then it's mm -hmm. ideally is supposed to be the first app you check when you wake up also very powerful right that that in itself makes it seem like yeah. oh i'm going to move this app to my homepage which 
I think any company would want to be on the homepage of your phone. But like, what again, your that homepage is, a- is actually the second page. <laughs> I dump things on my phone pa- homepage that I don't want to look at. And I keep it on my second page at all times. <laughs> but yeah, what are, what are they going to do with the sleep data? There's so much. There's so many things you can do with sleep data. You can yeah. tell when people are sick. You can tell when people have unusual sleep patterns. You can tell who needs to sleep more. You can tell who needs advertisements for sleep medication that may or may not work. You can um, tell when they're awake to receive your yep. advertisements. You can tell when they're alert. You can tell when they're not alert. You can get the the times to send them things because we all know as you are getting sleepy, it's a good time because you're very suggestible. Like there's a lot that goes that advertisers want with this data that ain't great. But again, many people won't care, right? Like your level of how much you want to keep your personal data secret private is up to you like there's no real good answer for any of this it really comes down what is your level of comfort knowing this level of detail is going out to somebody and once it's out it is out of your control like you can't go and say well you can request hey delete all my data and they'll say done you have no idea if that happened right like it is it is up to you to decide. I mean, again, I hope the patent works, that they are actually making something, that they do something, and people get a lot of enjoyment out of it, understanding the full risk. But I think this is one of the more risky things as far as privacy that they've done in a long time. I will. I do want to talk about the other side of the coin, though, just a little bit, because sleep and knowledge of how important sleep is is gaining in popularity, at least in the circles I'm in and the society that I see, that understanding that sleep is important and a valuable piece of life and thing and something you actually need, that is something that people are understanding more and more. So if this is something that gets people to understand that even better and understand that right up there with eating, drinking, breathing air, sleep is something that all animals do and humans need to do, if this is something that helps with that, I want that. Yeah. I mean, the the benefits are good, right? Like, understanding your sleep cycle. Again, there's a lot of weird, mystical stuff in the middle of knowing your sleep habits, actually being able to make a change. Like, that's a little dicey drawing the line. Generally, being aware of how you sleep is a good thing. That said, you don't need a device to do that but if this helps you great just go in knowing these just like i'm fully aware that by my my by tracking my workouts on my apple watch i am giving apple a lot of about how i exercise and how much exercise i do but i need that also for my own tracking so i am comfortable with selling my workout routine basically, so that I can keep track for my own needs. It is a trade-off. I mean, if there we're talking about any company I trust my data with, it's probably Apple at this point. <laughs> <laughs> they're, yep. Yeah. I mean, they have some issues, so. Yeah. But no, they're, 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 they're by they're far, they're far from they're perfect. They're slightly above the bar <laughs> compared to a bunch of either who are so far below the bar. Believe me, I, 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 and behind the scenes of a lot of major corporations and boy 
Yeah, I have definitely mm. tried. So welcome to the Pokemon Center Data Privacy Podcast. <laughs> I've definitely tried sleep <laughs> apps before in the past. I have kickstarted different boy. I've kickstarted different sleep apps, which they sent you like things to put on your arm when you go to sleep, and then you wake up the next day, and that company is suddenly out of business, and you're like, "Well, I just bought this eighty dollar device that it only worked for two months. Now that company is gone." But my, I guess my personal personal problem with the sleep stuff is. I can't really do anything with that data. I wake up and I'm like, it says you slept badly. No, I don't need you to tell me that. I I, I feel it right now. <laughs> and then yeah. it's like, you should go to bed more early. Again, I don't need you to tell me that. I know I should probably go to bed early. But, but if I'm... there is Pokemon based motivation for going to bed on time, then maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the last thing I need is more reasons to go to sleep. <laughs> like I given doing this right now or sleeping. I would still probably pick sleeping because I love sleep so much. I think what the sleep apps are supposed to do is let you know how deep your sleep actually is. And then you can go and sort of talk about like, I slept for, you know, 10 hours, but I never hit deep sleep. Like it never registered me going into REM sleep. There might, there might be a problem. Deep but sleep these and are REM things- sleep are different things. Yeah, but like these are all different things that the layperson can just look at numbers and they only become useful if you're actually talking to a sleep specialist. Like, here's my track history. I don't sleep well. I've done everything I think and do. This is what it says. Can we start from here? But chances are they're going to throw you into their own sleep study with much better equipment than this. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you want to be in that room with like 18 cameras watching you as you're trying to yeah. sleep? <laughs> The, the Go++ Plus Plus is not going to be anywhere near the most accurate sleep tracker, but if right. it helps people start to regulate a sleep schedule, motivates people to go to bed earlier, could help. If it exists, if it comes out. If it comes <laughs> out. I mean, I think I, I want to know once it manifests, then I'm really interested in, in what it's doing, how it works, what the benefits are, and Hopefully they'll let us know what they're doing with your stuff on the back end. Even if it's PRE stuff, like at least let us know what you plan to do with our data. Also, like what if it's just a bad game? What if it's just not like not fun? <laughs> like that's the thing. Always I, possible. Magic Harp Jump was good though. But like Magic Harp Jump was good in like those five minute increments, right? Like right. I don't know anyone who sat there and played Magic Harp Jump three hours straight. Like you, you uh, it was designed to you know come in do a little thing you know come back in an hour do a little thing speaking of a little thing comfe is a little thing come into pokemon unite this is off nintendolife.com uh the an official tweet from the pokemon unite twitter flower power is coming to aos island comfe joins pokemon unite on february 2nd Last year's Unite reveals were uh, spoiled due to a data mine, which we then found out was Sableye, Clefable, Zorark. Uh, then we recently found out Dragapult came. Um, I think they're. I think we know that Zacian is next after Comfey. Yeah, they've the they this believe that the free one we get for Pokemon Day will be Zacian. Mm. That is the current belief. We don't know if that's actually true, but that is that is the current. That's a good free one. People like Zashian. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. we look at the past. We got Hoopa. 
We got Mew. Who posed free? Yeah. You, I mean, you had to play the game to get the tickets to get it. I'm with the assumption is that you have to do the same for Zashian. Oh, you, right? we're we're like assuming you like play. you have to you have to play to get the free right. Zashian that you right. just don't log in and get it. Right. It's like you had to play and do the puzzle to get the free Mew. Like you had to put all the pieces together and then you got Mew. So you're it's, paying with with grinding through the game, like you were yeah. complaining about last week. <laughs> paying yeah. with your time. You're paying with your time. <laughs> yep. Uh there was so, a Pokemon yeah. that you could just log in and get. Well, they there, there have been some. There have been some. There have been some. And they, they may do it with this one. We don't. We don't know. But the last couple of free mythicals and legendaries and stuff were all play the game X amount of times. the The weird thing is, is like they do it so like if you log in once and play one game by the end of the period, if you do that every day, you would get it. Like you can get it faster by playing the game a lot but generally most of them were log in do a quick battle <laughs> that's x if you do that for 14 days you get it i started playing the game right before the end of that mew puzzle mm. thing and there was not enough time no matter how much i played that game no. to get that pokemon no uh yeah comfy is here and threatens to break the game completely so everybody's excited <laughs> I, I I did not look at any data mine stuff. I'm sure it's is Comfy even on the test server yet? Yes, it is, and a lot of people are very unhappy. So from uh, from what I've been told, Greg, you can verify this is Comfy is similar to a unit in League of Legends, and in League of Legends, that it's a healer. By the way, Comfy is supposed yep. to be a healer character. Yep. In League of Legends, again, never played League of Legends. This is just what I've been told. League of Legends, this character would attach to other characters and then constantly heal them. And it's very, very hated in the League of Legends community. It's like it a is. mutual hatement, I've been told. Like everyone in League of Legends already hates each other, but they all come together to hate yeah, this one all... character. Yeah, so it is based and seems to work the exact same way that Yumi does. Uh, so the biggest problem is when... Yumi is attached, and so far it seems to be the same for Konfei. When it's attached, it does not become targetable. So if it attaches to like a Snorlax, who already is difficult to get down because it's so tanky, you can't target the thing that's healing it because you can't do it. So you have this thing that is a player in the game that you can't interact with, and it just sits there and can do whatever without being punished. And the weird thing is that they added is, so let's say Snorlax is down 50 health, and Comfey heals it for 100. It goes 50 and then puts a 50 hit, hit point shield on top. So it's converting over healing That's worse. In, into a shield, which is really going to be not great. So everybody who's mad at Sableye right now who's getting a nerf, we all knew it was coming, this is this is potentially going to really divide the community a lot because it is. I mean, Yumi is known to, as a problem. It's Yumi's known as so much of a problem that the developers promised this year they are going to rework Yumi from the ground up and redo the entire character. That's how much League of Legends players have been against Yumi, uh, and it looks like Konfei is basically the same as Yumi. It's going to be interesting because 
The issue is when they got when they changed the Rayquaza to a more Zapdos feel, once again it became about surviving and overleveling. And when you have a thing that cannot be targeted that helps certain that can go to any Pokemon and help them level up without being punished, that really fundamentally changing it because the way it looks is Kompe, as long as it's got its base ability, may not ever need to be at a high level because it can't be targeted. So it doesn't matter if your Kompe is a level 6, if it has its full suite of abilities, it doesn't have to get experience, other than XP share, which it will get just by being attached, because they also changed how XP share happens. So it's like, okay, this could be a really big problem for Unite, and it's going to be interesting to see how it actually plays out in game. Okay, how about this? You can only get Comfey if you spend thirty dollars and get the Comfey <laughs> uniform. Uh, then- I mean, I figure it's going to be probably a huge Aos coin one. Like, it's probably going to be a fourteen or an eighteen. But who knows? I will. I will say, as somebody who's done a lot of VGC, Comfey would normally sit next to a like a Lapras or Gigantamax Lapras or something, and it was equally as annoying in that situation because it would kind of do the same thing. It would. It would. Sit there and heal um, because its ability triage would make it go first if it was using a healing type move. It's it's a very unique ability um, or it would just, you know, ally switch. And that was equally annoying. Yeah. On their Twitter, they released some of its moves, um, which are interesting. Nothing that were uh, the biggest thing they did confirm, which we all knew, is that it does attach. Yeah, it does do shields. It does do HP. And then. It does. It does have uh, grass knot as its ability. Um, so it's damage and uh, hindrance. Um, it, if it's attached to somebody, it can use those moves. Basically, if it's attached to an attacker, it can lock whoever they're attacking in place, making it difficult for them to leave. We got we got a lot of we had a lot of questions about what Kofi's going to do to this game. Well, uh, we we will be able to talk about it next week yeah because it comes out this week so yeah all right uh let's take a break uh when we come back we're going to talk about the fish uh and we're going to talk about greninja which is a frog uh so we will be right back this podcast is brought to you by express vpn you've heard me talk about how important it is to have a vpn to protect your online privacy but choosing a vpn that you trust is equally as important now I do like to research on my sponsors and I only recommend brands my listeners that I believe in. I can say with full confidence that ExpressVPN is one of the best VPNs on the market. Here's why. It's Will backed, number one. <laughs> Will likes it a lot. Number one, ExpressVPN doesn't log your, on, uh, your activity online. There are a bunch of cheap or free VPNs out there that make money by selling your data to advertisers. ExpressVPN doesn't do that. They are a developed technology trusted server that makes their VPN servers incapable of storing any data at all. Number two is speed, like Sonic the Hedgehog, except we talk about Pokemon here. Uh, ExpressVPN <laughs> now uses Lightway, a new VPN protocol that they engineer to make the speeds faster than ever. Last thing that sets ExpressVPN apart is how easy it is to use. You don't need any technical skills. Your grandma pr- could probably do this pretty easily. You just fire up the app, one tap. You just fire up the app and tap one button to connect. That's it. Oh, they say even your grandparents could do it, but I thought of that, not them. The ad copy is lining up here. <laughs> That's me. 
So protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust. Use my link expressvpn.com slash pkmncast today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash pkmncast. Visit expressvpn.com slash pokemoncast to learn more. This podcast is brought to you by the Super Anime Podcast. That's super with three U's. Yeah, the Super Anime Podcast, a weekly podcast that looks to entertain, inspire, and inform you about anime, a subject near and dear to my heart. It's a unique anime podcast where hosts Ed and Solo look at anime from a real-world perspective, listened to in over 150 countries, plus another thing that is near and dear to my heart, you can hear the occasional good or bad singing on the podcast you all be the judge, but don't talk about my singing on this podcast because it was always impeccable. I mean, they, they have heated debates on anime versus manga. If Pokemon is the greatest anime of all time. How is that a debate? Because it's, uh, yeah, because it's just right. It's just, the, I'm, I'm, I am sure, I look, I haven't listened to that episode. That's the first on my <laughs> list, though. And I'm, I'm, sure, I'm confident that Ed and Solo have decided that Pokemon is the greatest anime of all time. And it wasn't that One Piece show. They haven't even found the One Piece. They haven't even found the One Piece, and they have found Pokemon. What more do you need? That's true. They they do a ton of general anime discussion, you know, best anime weapons, singing the best anime intros, top five interesting anime characters. I can name them right here. Pikachu, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Mewtwo, uh, Chikorita. There you go. <laughs> I was with you till Chikorita. Now we're getting, now we're into it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm I mean, sure Edits, outside of Gen One. I, I I'm mean, sure Ed and Solo have a better list was than way me. more interesting than Chikorita ever was. Totodile bit everybody. Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> Finally, they have had some incredible guests on their podcast, such as the singer of the Pokemon theme song, Jason Page, which we will have a link to in our show notes for you all to go and listen to if interested. Super Anime Podcast promises that you will love, laugh, and learn on their show. Super Anime Podcast with three U's. S-U-U-U-P-E-R. Anime Podcast can be found wherever you find your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And we are back from our break. Let's talk Greninja. He was here. All right. It's here. I carried your wug across the finish line. (laughs) You would was, have failed without me. I knew it was so coming. we need to have this discussion about how awesome I am. I will say, I I will give Greg so much credit in the world, which is very rare. <laughs> One, it's very rare for Greg and I to agree on anything. Uh, number two, everyone still thinks Greg and I hate each other. Uh, yep. Number three, Greg and I, I think talk every single day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, before we get into Greg and I's story about the Wug, Seven Star Greninja, by the time this is up, is gone. Uh, Greninja will return yeah, be back. again on February 10th through February 12th. Uh, it did have the ability Protein. It did not have Battle Bond. Uh, it was also the Poison Terra type, which is still confusing to some people out there. Yeah. I get it. We're, we're, look, we're here to educate people on Pokemon. Um, it, it does. It, it still has water and dark type moves because it's still technically a water di- dark type Pokemon. But when it's terror type changes to poison, it's only weak to what poison is weak to, which in this case would be ground uh, and psychic. It had six moves where uh, Charizard had eight. Cinderace had five. Uh, this had six. So we have Hydro Pump, which was kind of a shocker that didn't have water. Yeah. Shuriken. 
Yeah, I thought for sure it'd have water sugar, and it didn't. It didn't. Uh, my, I guess, I guess maybe the speculation or the assumption would be water shuriken took too much time off the clock because it would have to calculate every hit. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. So it had water shuriken, night slash. So this made it a mixed attacker. Uh, gunk shot, toxic spikes, ice beam, and double team. So, and I was correct, but toxic spikes. <laughs> yeah, the the and nice you thing went out. There was one time I was doing a random where I was like, you know what? These people are we're people are having a tough time with toxic spikes. So I let my quagsire die because when a poison oh, type comes in, it eats up all the toxic yeah. spikes. Like yum 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 yum, and fixes the problem because it never toxic spikes us again. Yeah. So I, I guess the pattern here is that all three of these raid bosses did two things before you could do anything. So Charizard would normally overheat and then reset stats. That's two things. Cinderace would bulk up and then attack you. That's two things. Greninja would uh, toxic spikes and double team. I I, I think thematically this uh, had like the most thought go in uh, for being like a poison ninja set. Like being like the double team is very ninja. E the toxic spikes is very ninja. E I do like the the I, whether this was intentional or not, I don't know. But Hydro Pump and Gunk Shot are not a hundred percent accurate. Uh, Hydro Pump is eighty five percent accurate. Gunk Shot is eighty percent accurate. So it was kind of like this back and forth of you missing your moves and Greninja missing their moves. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was like there are ways around that, right? Like you could you could. You could get rid of the double team stuff by clear smog or haze or, you know, taunt to prevent future double teams. But I didn't think the evasion stuff was that big of a deal Uh, because even even so, like there's it's four versus one. So even if like two Pokemon miss, ideally, hopefully the third one. (laughs) hits. yeah. Mm -hmm. Hannah, did you get a chance to do any Greninja? I did. I did three. Three battles, I won the third one, and then I have not had time to do any since then. I built a clef key for it, and because because I love Claude Sire so much, I built a clef key for it because I figured everyone was going to be playing with Claude Sire. A lot of Claudes. Um, <laughs> and I kind of regret not playing Claude Sire. I think I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. Um, but, I mean, people are still having trouble with it. That's for sure. I don't think it's as hard as the others, at least in the same ways. And I think that the double team did kind of throw in a oh this is kind of fun this is kind of new element yeah. to it yeah i think it they're made, doing a good job with that it made the thing i don't like about it is it made it much more swingy because mm-hmm. one of the ones i did i think the first time we tried to do wug i missed oh maybe we should we, maybe we should <laughs> yeah we'll talk about it. the first time i did the raid with steve i missed my move one of my moves five times in a row which is not a great experience, right? No, it's like not. it it is really frustrating to be like, "Oh, I could win this, but this is really this is when the random chance thing comes in really negatively." And watching other people do streams and other streams, that's a common complaint like, "What am I supposed to do when I miss eight moves in a row?" Like how like we have all the right builds, but we're just not allowed to hit it. It, it that part I think it, it made sense, but the fact that it would do it multiple, multiple, multiple times was like, okay, this is not great fun. Yeah. On the on the flip side, I okay. So 
I made the YouTube video, right? I made all the Instagram graphics of Pokemon that would work with Greninja or, or against Greninja, but that also would work together. So Claude Sire, Klefki, who else was on that? Gosh, uh, Toxtricity, uh, etc. Um, and I'm really happy that they all they all turned out and worked well. It was kind of funny because also none of those Pokemon could be toxic by Toxic Spikes except for the Gastrodon, which is ironically like the one Pokemon that probably shouldn't be dying at all, right? <laughs> like, right. If Gastrodon's dying, there's probably an issue there. <laughs> for some reason, my Twitch chat thought that me battling with Wug Trio would have been incredibly entertaining. And so I built a Wug Trio. I looked, I, I, dam I calculated damage and I was like, I need to do, because somebody was like, oh, put a salt vest on Wug Trio. And I was like that, you know, Ice Beam and Hydro Pump don't really matter that much. I don't really need the assault vest. I, I need to not die to Gunk Shot because I think as I was building it, the first Gunk Shot was doing 80%. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> And then I got it down to because I, I put um, I put my stats into like max defense and stuff. I got gung shot down to like, OK, well, if it hits me, it's about 56 percent, 60 percent. So it's not much better, but it is better. And I was like, OK, I'll put chilling water. I'll you know, I, I want my work trio to still feel part of the team. Right. So chilling water helps everyone. And then, gosh, what else? It had like mud, mud, mud slap, so I can lower Greninja's yeah. accuracy. So we're doing this missing. So Greg was frustrated that they missed five times. I'm over here cheering that Greninja <laughs> has missed me five times yeah. because I'm like one hit away from dying. Uh, we beat Greninja with a log trio, so that was fun. We did well. The second time. The second time. The first time. <laughs> the first time we were very, very close. The thing is, it's funny because I had I had done another podcast right before I joined, so I had not been able to do any of the raids. And I popped in, and he was building this one trio, and Steve's like, who wants to do it? I'm like, you know what? Fine. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll jump in. I'll take the hit so that other people don't get salty for doing this really not great idea. I mean, but the thing is, it's like... We did it on the second one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, mm -hmm. it, really it, smooth it, too. It, it worked. Like, all, all the pieces fit together fine. But yeah, people are like, <laughs> people come after me, this is your first raid. I'm like, in this context, not ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, let's be clear. I do a lot of raiding in a lot of games. I know how the trial and error things that I do patch day raids in multiple MMOs that are the most frustrating thing in the world where you die for three hours straight. Yeah. I'm not bothered by this. Yeah, I don't think we've we've talked about like that tolerance of failure because raids are relatively new in, in Pokemon games, right. right? Like even you could well they've been around for three years in Sword and Shield, but like they're in the the franchise in the series relatively new. You know, coming from a Final Fantasy or a Destiny or a World of Warcraft where, you know, there, there there is a point in those games where it's like six people, 14 people, whatever, get together. They do it. And then, all right, we'll see you next week. And they'll do it again. All right, see yep. you next week. But there is a whole other set of people that don't have a, a reliable raid group or reliable friends that play every week. So they, they grab randoms. And they sit there and they fail for two, three hours and eventually they get it. Eventually the pieces yeah. fit or the RNG works out um, and they're like, wow, great. That was a fun experience. But like three hours of failing at the end, we're like, oh, my gosh, it felt so good. We did yeah. it. And then they move on. I don't think that that tolerance has built up yet for a lot of people in the Pokemon community where it's like, oh, I did Greninja twice. I can't do it. I'm never going to do it again kind of thing. Yeah. 
I mean, I think one of the limiting factors that they haven't quite figured out yet for this is they need to, I think they still need to kind of tweak the rewards a little bit. I think the rewards are good, but I don't think they're great enough for you to go through the somewhat frustrating process of failing multiple times to when you like when you finally do it the first time and you catch the Greninja like that. That's the ultimate prize. And then is there a really great link to continue doing it after the stuff you get are OK, but they're randomized. And I, I, I don't think they've tweaked up the rewards enough after after you've done the first one, you've caught the Pokemon to really encourage people to keep helping the community. I think that that needs a little bit of a little bit of attention, just a little little bit more to sweeten the pot. I I agree with you. I, I if the game is smart enough to know whether or not you caught it, it should know whether or not the people in the raids have also caught it. So you know if if I'm doing, I ended up doing I think fifty four raids this weekend or something. I didn't play on Saturday. I didn't play on Sunday. It was only Thursday, Friday. I was counting them this time around, and every single raid I did out of the fifty, there was one to two new people. Um, if not like all three new people and it was a lot of people that were like thank you so much like i built this pokemon i was able to do with you i got it i feel great um and it's almost like i think i think in final fantasy if you were like if if you did it but somebody else in the raid i could be wrong maybe correct me greg if somebody else was new the person who did it a bunch of time will get more rewards because they noticed a new person was in there the, that system has been tweaked somewhat. There, there are um, rewards for helping new players get through. There are bigger rewards if you do dungeons where new players are going to be in them. Oh, okay. So okay, you'll okay. get more money or more of the tomes that you need to to buy better gear. Um, I think one thing that MMOs are very good at is they build in things that don't necessarily change the game, but help you customize. So one thing that Pokemon doesn't do right now, because they limited the customization option, is that it would be nice if, like, unique items for your character fell in these things to give you a reason, like, oh, I'm really going for a Froki hat, and this is the only time I can get that hat. Something beyond <laughs> to keep people invested, because ultimately, like, we always, everybody, everybody who's a Final Fantasy fourteen player says the final boss is the glam dresser. That is the thing that we're all working towards. We want to look our best. We need to get the things. You run older content just to get a, a, a pair of gloves that matches this new outfit that you have. And that's something that they just don't do. Because one of the things is like terror shards. How many fighting terror shards do you have, Steve? Like nine, nine, 15 nine. billion. It's maxed. Yeah, so, and how many times are you going to switch to that thing? Like, we were worried yeah. that, that they weren't going to do it enough, and now it's like, well, this is the main reward, and I don't need them. Well, that's, the that's crazy people... you say that, because I have 999 Terra Shards, right? But I yeah. only have, like, 30 ground Terra Shards, and my I caught a Shiny Clodsire completely, like, oh, I, I just stumbled upon a Shiny Wooper. I caught it. It was a great, perfect, I'm going to build this for the raid. And it was poison and not ground. And that's like the, not the worst terror type. Um, like, like it still resists a lot of what Greninja had. But I was like, I literally can't change it to the better terror type. 
because Greninja starts in in a day. And I, I, I where am I supposed to find a bunch of ground Terra raids to grind this out? Like I literally this is what I was talking about months ago with like tournament stuff. Like mm-hmm. if you're about to, you know, do a tournament and the night before, like you're 20 shards short, like good luck. Yeah, like, I'm sure you could do it. Um, I'm sure you can move your clock over and over and over again to find what you want. But like, that's not a great way to yeah. go into a tournament of like, oh, I could be practicing battles. But instead, I got to go battle a ground Corviknight over here in a raid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it. I think they I mean, this is I I agree that the raids are are a good direction. Like, I think these need to stick around. But I do think. Like every other MMO out there, like every other game that's had this, they need to look at how the rewards incentivize doing these actions. And I'm curious to see, again, how much more or people start redoing this again when it comes around the second time. Because like, there's a ton of people who got it this time. So do the numbers drop off? Are people going to do it like... Do people have a desire to do it knowing like, because I don't think any Urba can fall from it. Nope. No. So uh, one of the most sought after things doesn't drop from this raid. And is that enough of an incentive to keep doing this with random people, especially when you jump in and it's two Slowbros and a Vaporeon? Like, are you going to suffer through that? For what? For what? For what ending? And again, it's not even that, right? Like, you can jump in and you'd be like, oh, well, I guess this Claude Sire is level 60. Like, I, yeah. I guess we lose because yeah. it's not the right level. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's, is that also one thing. Exists. That is one thing that I wish they would also take from MMOs are you must be at this level to mm-hmm. sign up for this. Like, FF14 raids say you have to have an item level of like 610. Which means you have to be at a certain level in the game, have run enough of these things to gather that gear to be able to take on this content. And I I really wish that they would implement something like that to stop, just to stop frustration, just to let people know this is the expectation for this, because they've been really bad at setting the actual expectation and relying on content creators to do that heavy lifting for them. And when the levels make it hard for the entire team to do it, especially when you're doing it with randoms, it's just a worse, worse experience. Yeah. And you also don't know when you go in. <laughs> like, right. You don't you know until after the you fact. You can't see until after. You're like, I have no idea. Why did that Claude Sire die in two seconds? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Well, it's also like uh, I, I, I realized this more this past week um, because, you know, I made six Pokemon, right? And one of the Pokemon was a Hydreigon. And I knew when I made Hydreigon that it was weak to a possible ice move, right? Like, I calculated all the ice moves that Greninja had prior to it. It was like Blizzard, Ice Beam, Icy Wind, and Ice Punch. And I was like, okay, well, based on the Hydreigon build I did, the Ice Beam would do... Uh, it would it would be like a four shot. It would do about 25% of its health. So I was like, okay, that's still really good, right? Like surviving four moves from a raid boss is still really good, especially mm-hmm. like that's not counting light screens or reflects or chilling waters or snarls or um whatever, or like heal cheers, right? Uh, so like surviving four is, is relatively good. 
And so when I built the Hydreigon, it was it was, you know, earth power, super effective, very strong move. Hydreigon has a crazy good special attack. Right. And then the other move was like Snarl and Snarl, for those that don't know, like lower Greninja's special attack. So if Greninja did have Ice Beam or Blizzard, it would do less damage. That was the whole point. Snarl was there. And then there was like other moves, right? Like focus energy, you know, whatever. And throughout both my like Instagram and YouTube, there were there were people that were like, I used your hydrogen and it didn't work. I just lost the ice beam. And I asked all I think it was five people. I was like, well, did you open up using snarl? And they all said, no, why would I snarl? So it's like you can give people these tools. But they they still may they not might yeah. not know how to pilot pilot it right. Like in my head with Hydreigon, it's like, well, you you always snarl turn one. That's the whole point of snarling because like now Greninja is negative one for everyone. Like everyone's yeah. ice, like everyone's taking less damage from Ice Beam or Hydro Pump. Um, and then you know one snarl with Hydreigon lets Hydreigon survive six Ice Beams instead of four. So it's like again, you can give these tools to people, um, which I think we see a lot. You know, we talked about the Slow Bros and we've talked about the Vaporeons. These tools are out there, but they're not, people don't know how to pilot them. Right. And then it becomes That's frustrating what, for everyone on the team because it's like you watch a slow bro do what they're told to do. And then all of a sudden they have to start over. And it's yeah, like, yeah, I mean, they don't have the skills to adapt, right? They haven't developed the skills to adapt. But I, I will say I have one complaint about your Hydreigon. You left off the 70% chance of it getting frozen. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I should have put that in the details. For some reason, Hydreigon got more frozen than everyone else. I legit got frozen turn one in a match. I cheered myself, dethawed. I immediately got poisoned. I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'm okay with being poisoned. I can't get frozen if I'm poisoned. Somebody else healed, cheered it. Win-win. As soon as they g- removed the poison, I got frozen again. <laughs> See? Like, you needed frozen to put that out. because 10%. How did this happen? It's <laughs> 70% on all dragon types. It's in the code. Data mine it, baby. Uh, sometimes RNG can be really, uh, really cruel and really funny. Yeah. It, it's a it's a cruel thing. I, again, I think you know the game. Unlike a lot of games that have rating and dungeons in it, the game doesn't do a good job of teaching you your. Um, and this is just an example of the main gameplay not teaching you how to do something so completely different. And I, I, I'm hoping, like, again, we will see a different experience next weekend because people have had a weekend to learn. This is how raids go. They begin to pick up on how to do the tools. If they're really interested in getting it, they will turn away from the game and go to the internet and find out what went wrong. Why didn't this work? And it is not great that a lot of games force you to go outside of itself to get the training you need to play their game effectively. Um, But it's brand new, right? You know, MMOs have only recently added in an entire tutorial section that you can go into that says, here's how you run a dungeon, and this is what the roles are, and this, like, they finally started putting that in games. Um, So I think, hopefully, we will see that added. I hope this feature continues, and they'll be able to add more of that to the game. But we are just going to struggle for a while because it is these raids are unlike anything else they do in the game. The the other thing I, I want to say is I, I I think it's funny. I mean, Greg and Hannah could probably attest to this. Uh, you know, as as we're all adults and we're we're playing Pokemon, the the insta complaint is well, that's a children's game, right? That game's made for children. 
uh it's the same it's the same like logic or energy of like somebody watching wrestling and then the person being like well you know it's fake like it, yes. it, it's like what what are you trying to accomplish with this yeah i i read i, I read something where it was like these raids are too hard how are kids supposed to do this? Which is funny because, like, for the longest time, I'm so used to <laughs> yeah. like, well, the, these games are so easy. Like, like we finally get an ounce of difficulty. And I would say there's plenty of hard stuff that has happened in Pokemon. Like, I genuinely think the the battle tree in Ultra Sun Ultra Moon was incredibly difficult uh, for an average person. Like, if you if if you're asking your if you're if you're saying like I don't I I've never really EV trained. I've never really cared about nature's you're probably not getting to the battle tree in sun and moon, right? Like it's pretty difficult. If, if right. you, even though let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee was a relatively um, enjoyable, simple, straightforward game out of those 150 master battles. Some of them were actually pretty difficult uh, without just straight up looking up the puzzle, right? Like as you could easily go like, okay, what's the four moves I should be using? Okay, great. I figured out the puzzle, right? The whole point of those master battles were, they were puzzles. And once you figured it out, like, you cannot yeah. unfigure it out, right? Like the thing works. <laughs> you put the circle in the circle hole. You put the square in the square hole. You you now know, right? Like you can't undo that. I hate, hate, hate this this constant like Pokemon is a game for children, therefore it's easy when when it's when it's not. And it not only is it insulting to the majority of the player base, but it's insulting to both adults and kids. Like, there are a lot of adults that are terrible at video games. And that's okay. That's totally yeah. fine. And I, I helped a lot of them this weekend. And it put a smile on my face to, for those people to be like, I, I, I was so, Greninja is my favorite Pokemon. And without your raid builds or without this community, I wouldn't be able to do it. Like, I don't care if you're bad at video games. Just be a nice, decent person and just show up and mm -hmm. have a good time. We can get it. To assume that like, oh, well, kids are bad and adults are good. And so everyone who's failing the raids have to be kids. You're like out of your mind. Yeah, and one of mind. my favorite moments this weekend was <laughs> was a parent who came in and they're like, my son loves watching you. It's his birthday today. Um, can you help him do Greninja? And I was like, yeah, cool. And my Twitch chat was like very like, oh, my gosh, like I want to be in this raid. Like I, they genuinely wanted it. It's the kid's birthday, right? And they brought a Gastrodon. I didn't tell him what to bring. I didn't ask him what level it was like. I just trust that, like, look, it doesn't matter what the level is. I, I'll make sure that this kid gets the Greninja. Right. And they did everything right. They started off mud slapping. As soon as uh, Greninja was down to negative six, they started earth powering. I didn't give I didn't tell this kid what to do. And I, I was just shocked that, like, I've had to coach so many adults through these raids. And like this, like this seven year old just blew them all out of the water just an all-star player just like kids are smart and it's just so frustrating when adults are like well everyone who's bad must be a child yeah do you think when these kids are playing fortnite which a very popular game at. a very incredibly popular game for all ages like fortnite is not a kid's game it is a, it is a game that appeals to everyone do you think that they're like fortnite is like oh we read your biometrics. You're six years old. We're going to put you against the other six-year-old. No, when they're playing Fortnite, they are playing against adults, grandpas, uh, mothers. Like, like there is no, like, age room for Fortnite. They are getting dropped into a player base with all ages, and a lot of kids are coming out and winning. Whatever the... I don't know what it says when you win in Fortnite. I think it says Victory Royale. Um, it's just crazy to me that we still live in a time where it's almost like... I think I think my parents are theoretically boomers 
Um, I think they fall under no. that. No, I, your mom and I are the same age. My dad's older though. I think my dad is boomer, or is he well, Gen how, X? No, how how much older is your dad? Five years. No, he's still X. He's still Gen X. But yeah. for the longest time, they were like, "When are you going to grow out of video games? When are you going to grow out of video games?" And it's it feels like it's still that mentality of like, "Oh, well, oh, well, well children mean, are bad at video games." Like, or it, yeah, it just it's just so frustrating. That I mean, it speaks to the higher problem of societal expectations of acceptable pastimes, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I have started saying to people, "You watch football? That's a kids' game." My nephews played that in elementary school. <laughs> And they begin to see like the connections, like it, it doesn't stop deciding how I should enjoy my time and what's an acceptable use of my time. It is my life. I get to do these things. Uh, I think the bigger thing is kids have a lot of free time. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they have a lot more free time than adults do. Um, kids have a lot more, can get hyper-focused on things a lot more easier than adults can. Like, they, they don't have get, as many things to be paying attention have, to. Yeah, the, the they time. aren't being pulled in so many directions, provided their parents are pulling them in a million different directions. And so it is often easier for kids to be able to watch a number of things that teach them and then implement those in practice. Whereas an adult will look up, like we've said this before, find a build on Google, like, okay, I did my five minutes of research because that's all I've got time for, because I have to build this thing while dinner is making cooking and they don't know how to then proceed um because they just don't have a lot of time and it's it's fine yeah it's fine adults are just often discouraged from asking for help yeah like you're doing something wrong if you're asking for help yeah which is a, also a very frustrating thing about how society treats adults I think that the Greninja and the Cinderace and the Charizard, I think they are the right level of difficulty. Uh, just like I think that Destiny raids were the right level of difficulty, right? Like, if you had six people in a Destiny raid and everyone knew what they were doing, you would probably maybe wipe once, but you would get the whole raid done in like 45 minutes. Destiny raids were kind of long. <laughs> but, you know, if you had two new people and they were struggling and they, their gunplay wasn't as good or their... That you know their reaction time wasn't as great. You'd be there for like three, four hours. You'd be there longer. Um, and that was also okay. Like, like the joy for me wasn't like if I wanted to get done as fast as possible, I wouldn't be playing with those people, right? I would, I would, right. I, I would go to LFG looking for a group, and I would post like must have experience, you know, on a time limit, you know, and people would show because other people would be like, I also want experience. I'm oh, also yeah. on a time limit. I will join this and. No, there will be no no cigarette break like most adult raids have. Is like, oh, hold on, I gotta, <laughs> yeah. I gotta take my smoke yeah. break. Um, but like, uh, it's bio time. <laughs> Everybody, take a break. Bio break, bio break. Uh, but you know, I had a lot of good memories sitting in a Destiny raid for three, four hours, which is way more than you should be. But because like it was the joy of getting those two or three new people, like the first clear they've ever gotten, and to hear them so excited was like okay that was worth the three hours because yeah they, i mean they did it there are things i can't go back to right like the wow 40 mans that you had to do over multiple days and you had to leave your character in the raid because it if you left it would reset so this you'd was spend a thing? wait yeah, why was it a, was it multi-day because of people be or because of blizzard because it was so hard so you could get you would get halfway through uh -huh. and be like okay well that's five hours we have to stop We'll come back 
Thursday. So everybody stay here. Just log your character out in this safe alcove. Uh, you couldn't play until the next thing, which was what? usually Friday. Wow. So you do it on Tuesday. You'd not play the game. You'd log in on Friday to complete the rest of the raid. Um, because it was that difficult. And it was 40 people. So you had to have 40 people all agree this is what we're doing for these two days. That's so much and coordination. At, and at the time, it was like, this is the only option we have. <laughs> sure. This is fun. Like, none of us liked it, but what else can we do? And like, when they brought back Vanilla WoW and people are like, I can't wait to, I'm like, no, I am never going back to that. I am never going back to logging out halfway through. Not People had alts to do the other days. Like, well, I guess I'm leveling my alt. That's insane. I, got, I can't I can't leave. And you couldn't go back in. Like if you left and people stayed in so it didn't reset, you, all the all of the mobs would respawn. So you couldn't get back to the group. You could never get back. Oh, so you I see, I see, had I see. to stay where they were because you you would be killed on the way trying to get to people. Nightmare. But if one person left, it would ruin it for everyone, right? No, it- as long as one person stayed at at that time, they had, as long as some people stayed, and a, it was a warlock that stayed, a warlock could open portals to summon people from the entrance oh, of the dungeon. Got it. So if one, but the problem is, is the warlock portal summoning only worked with three people. You had to have the warlock and then two people to click on it to summon. So th- at minimum, you had to have a warlock, three people, and the warlock had to use up bag space to have enough soul shards to summon <laughs> 39 people. Nightmare. So awful. So awful. Speak, <laughs> speaking of nightmares, this is off Kotaku. Fish plays Pokemon Scarlet and Violet accidentally commits credit card fraud. Uh, a YouTuber created an alternative, switch, an alternative Switch controller for their pet fish, which allowed them to play the video game on the live stream. This isn't new, by the way. Like they, mm-hmm. We've had fish Years playing old. video games for, for yeah. quite a while. That fish managed to spend real money on some digital purchases while trying to beat a gym leader in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. This happened because Scarlet and Violet was so buggy that the game crashed to the home menu. Uh, the popular Japanese YouTuber, uh, Meti Muti Kimiru, um, we'll have the article in the show notes if you want to click through it, who streams fish playing video games via an assistive device was intending to help a viewer stay home during the pandemic. The fish will swim over certain areas of the controller, uh, and then the game will register a specific input, and the fish plays you know, multiple video games. It's not just Pokemon. Pretty boring story of just fish playing Pokemon, but because the game ended up <laughs> crashing, uh, it then it backed out to the home menu, where the fish then added 500 yen to the owner's account, uh, then it used the resulting, then it used the resulting Nintendo Gold coins, which are the loyalty coins, to buy a golf cosmetic for Nintendo Switch Sports, <laughs> and a game, right? Uh, but the fish did go back to the homepage, uh, managed to open the eShop. It did show the credit card information stored, which the owner now has to get a new credit card. Yeah, I downloaded feel like- the Nintendo Switch sixty four Nintendo sixty four emulator. <laughs> I feel like this is the dumb thing I would do because I would also forget to take my saved information out, <laughs> assuming like what could possibly go like not thinking through those steps. Like what if it goes wrong? Mm-hmm. 
Because why would a hyper buggy game that crashes a lot crash and let my fish have free access to my personal data? Like that is not a that is not a thing that I would think about. That is something my husband would think about. However, he would way go down that. That's why I run ideas past him because he's he's got much more of the anxiety <laughs> plot line than I do. I'm much more of a what could go wrong? Let's do it. Uh, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm still at multiple crashes on my game. Like I I still get like a like one to two crashes a week. I still have not crashed once. Jeez. Don't know what the difference you is the there. Go- you got the golden code over there. <laughs> it's like Willy Wonka. You got the golden. You got the golden version. Only six people in the country can play a bug-free game. <laughs> Later, you get to go tour Nintendo Land, where you get turned into a Goomba. I want to go. I I would be at Nintendo Land. <laughs> I do <did> um, too. <laughs> but I feel like this. Uh, I don't know if it's Mute Kimaru or Mutekimaru channel one of those they've been playing these for a long time for years and if this has never happened before this means that this is the most buggy of all the games <laughs> potentially <laughs> that these fish have played mm-hmm. which is saying something yeah yeah i'm, I'm Man, on their youtube they have a lot of though. they have a lot of fish content on their youtube it's all fish all the way down i feel Here's like this what we probably start- stemmed from twitch plays pokemon initially yeah. Yes, I believe it did, yeah. Here's what you do, is you get a turtle, uh huh, and then you sit up to turtle plays Pokemon for the days that you don't want to stream. I see. Turtles are stinky, though, aren't they? Not if, if they're in the water, if they're aquatic <laughs> turtles, you're not going to smell them. Okay. But everything's stinky. Fish are, are stinky. Fish are stinky, aren't they? Yeah. You have to like, clean it stinky. pretty often. You're stinky. Uh, we are just the only species that actively takes just Beyond the levels of care to make us less stinky. I'm waiting for cat deodorant. Good luck. <laughs> I think that's a million dollar idea right there. I think I think I think that's our show uh, for everyone. <laughs> and that's also the secret phrase. If you made it to the end, go to Twitch as a cat deodorant. Cat and watch chaos ensue. Perfect. Um, if you missed Greninja, if you didn't have time, uh, I think that's also a big factor here. Is just people don't have time. Uh, you got another two weeks. You got not this coming week, but next week to prepare a Pokemon for uh, Greninja. Uh, if you would like help uh, build that Pokemon, come over to Twitch. We'll help you go through it. I think uh, I think I'll be streaming all next weekend uh, because or yeah, because then after that I will be leaving for Vegas. So and then we'll be catching some Hoenn Pokemon. <laughs> Oh, and hot Pikachus. Yeah, hot Pikachus. Uh, yeah, so get get your Greninja builds ready uh, if you missed it, and we'll we'll help you get through it. Uh, shout out to both the Slack and the, the Discord. Also very good at helping people get through uh, Greninjas or other content. So, Anyways, thanks for making it to the end. Uh, Greg, thank you. Hannah, thank you. Uh, we will see you guys next week, which uh, also this upcoming weekend is Neuvern Community Day. So um, good luck. Have fun. Get them bats. Getting those bats. I can't believe Niantic made the other bats worthless. (laughs) (laughs) All bats are bad now because. (sighs) All right. We'll see you guys next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon podcast, and we are super effective. Waiting for Pokemon to potentially help us improve our sleep instead of the other way around. Super effective. Yeah. Quit keeping me up at night, Pokemon. How dare you? 
This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers of the episode, starting with Stephen, Kay, William, Tony, Stuart, Ryan, Nate, Matthew, Bovine, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Jessica, Gray, Courtney, Chris, Brian, Anthony, and our executive producers of Spencer and Brady. Thank you so much for the continued support. If you too would like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. That is patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. And you can sign up to get a bunch of rewards, including having your name read at the end of the episode. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.